Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> oh, laughing my ass off. Never fails, does it? Dun, 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 dun. It just sits there and looks at me. I hit the button to play it, and it just spins. And everybody will get to hear the intro now three times. I know how much they love that. I love. I know how much well, they love let's, it. Let's just do, let's just jump right at it anyway. And uh, <laughs> up here in up here in Canada, I'm pretty sure we just saw a reenactment of like the OJ White Bronco situation. It's a black man got off an airplane and got in a car at the airport. Might have been Kawhi Leonard. Might not have been. No one knows. But you'd think the, the, the sports has been covering it for like four hours now. It's just ridiculous. They're following that guy around like it's going out of business. He's the most important man oh. in uh, sports right now. Is because they are just all over it up here. Uh, although that I know I hear that uh, Jalen Rose, for what it's worth, it said yeah. that he will be staying in trouble. Hey, there, there we go. You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network, located at blogtalkradio.com slash widemencantjump and at widemencantjump.com. Here's the best pod in sports, bringing you all the NBA highlights analysis and even some college basketball analysis as well. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New and cambay.com. You can find this show at iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you find podcasts, as well at widemencantjump.com. Now let's go to the flagship program and this episode of Wide Men Can Jump. Well, it only played once, so uh, for it. nothing for wrong it. with that. Thank you, Josh. You're welcome. Good luck on your show tonight, Nathan. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to need it. Ladies and gentlemen, in case you hear any noise in the background, we are preparing for a get-together tomorrow at my house for the 4th of July. You will hear possibly my mother, my sister, uh, Josh, or one of the many, many dogs who come like- in with a part of this family. Now, folks. I would like to cor- I'd like to correct you. It's the fourth of Kawhi. Now, folks, if you're listening at home, it wouldn't be a wide mini can't jump podcast without some background noise. So tonight, I have brought the cavalry. Literally, there's four dogs. I've brought the cavalry. He has. So, Nathan, you enjoy your show. I'll We're going to try best. our best to be as quiet as possible. But you know what? <laughs> that just ain't going to happen. So yeah, I understand. So y'all have fun, okay? I understand. You know, have fun. I understand. But it is Wide Men Can't Jump. It is Wide Men Can't Jump. It is the best podcast in sports. And we're being heard now, Tim, in well over. Actually, we're getting close to 50 countries now that are listening to this podcast. Thousands of downloads, thousands and thousands of downloads and listens each and every week. And we thank you all for that here on Wide Men Can't Jump. I'm not saying another word until you acknowledge my joke. I'll be honest with you, I didn't even hear it. It's the fourth of Kawhi tomorrow. Oh, that Kawhi joke! God bless. No, not 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 everything is Kawhi. It's the fourth of Kawhi tomorrow. That's different. Speaking of which, tomorrow is American Independence Day, so I only have one thing for everyone out there. (laughs) 
That's right. Happy Independence Day. Hacksaw Jim Duggan approves. USA. USA. USA all the way. Uh, And happy belated Canada Day to you, Tim. Yes, unless you live in Canada, in which case, um, often imitated but never duplicated. Yes, yes, I know the city, the city, and as you hear a dog, but the city of Logan uh, is going to spend more on their fireworks display tomorrow than the country of Canada spends on fireworks in three years. So we uh, here in the United States would like to say, everybody, sit back, relax, and America. So we beat you in that aspect, sir. Didn't Logan, uh, didn't they strike up a deal with Narcan to, just to cover the long weekend? Yeah, the governor has approved a long weekend for those state workers. Us radio workers, don't get we don't get that lucky, but you know how it is. Well, the radio must go on, and just as the podcast must, as we must deliver to the faithful mass. As it does, and we're news. here talking free agency. We're talking NBA free agency, and... It's going to be a huge, huge free agency swing this year. And most notably, we saw Kevin Durant uh, and Kyrie Irving all head to Brooklyn. They are now Brooklyn Nets, as my sister tries to show me her Knicks T-shirt, even though she's an Oklahoma City fan. And she's also wearing my Minnesota Timberwolves jacket. You are confused. You are very confused. (laughs) And all respect to her, if, if she knew anything about the New York Knicks, she wouldn't wear that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, she's actually, believe it or not, my sister is, is actually a rather intelligent basketball fan. She's not intelligent in much else, but in basketball, she knows her stuff. So I'll give her credit. She watches as many or maybe even more regular season games than I do uh, because I have a life. Well, you got to give her credit for that. That's true. So, but anyway, Moving Durant on. Kyrie Kim make the jump over to Brooklyn. They're now Brooklyn Nets, and uh, the Brooklyn Nets roster, the projected roster for the upcoming year, is looking um, interesting, to say the least, because you know Kevin Durant will not be playing at all next season uh, with that torn Achilles. Uh, He won't even be back if they make the playoffs. What do you think about Durant and Kyrie making that jump? Well, first of all, I believe that they're going to take the mind of Kevin Durant and implant it into the body of Kyrie Irving. If one good yeah, solid basketball player out of the two of them, you get that attitude. I don't know. You know, I'm kind of like on paper, it looks good. Then when I start to look at the reality of it, I don't know. Taking a shot in the dark with uh, KD. You know, this is not necessarily KD we know. We, well, we don't really know what he's going to be. So that's a, what What do they pay him? hundred and some ridiculous sum anyway, hundreds of millions, so pushing two hundred million. Oh yeah, it was a it was a lot of money. Uh, it was a Kevin lot of money um, for a guy who who we don't know what he's going to be. Irving, while a talented player, we all know has well, he makes friends like Oscar the Grouch. Um, <laughs> yeah, you make you a good know, point there. Yeah, I mean the guy he could be he could be great there, and he could have. 14 enemies by the end of the first day of practice. I mean, you just don't know. So I think they're they took a bit I mean, of a risk myself, but it might pay off in, might, in, in spades too. So Kevin Durant, uh, his base salary is $40 million. Uh, Kyrie oh, Irving is 34, 
$34 million. Um, they still have Spencer Dinwid- Dinwiddie, who is $11 million. They have DeAndre Jordan, who they threw money at, and we, we'll talk more about that later with uh, our guest this evening. Uh, he got $9 million for the next season. These are the base salaries for the upcoming season. Um, and Garrett Temple, uh, he's a $5 million deal. Jared Allen still on his rookie contract. He's making three million, if I'm looking at that correctly. Um, well, they took uh, and, they took a, they also took a hit too, didn't they? To get uh, well, they got they, they, they let Angelo Russell walk. No, but didn't didn't Durant and Irving take a smidgen bit less than they could have? They took a little bit less, so DeAndre Jordan could make the 10 million, basically $10 million that he's going to be making this year. Um, they still have, um, if I'm not mistaken, they still keep Joe Harris. If uh, let me, let me find the, the roster on that because they're going to, I believe yeah, they're going to they, keep Joe Harris. He's still they're also going to keep, so. they're keeping, I believe Rondé Hollis Jefferson will also be kept, but I mean, I'm not a hundred percent on that. Let me, uh, I'm trying to find the contract here. Let me find the contract here. Um, the contract I'm looking at, let's see here. Um, Alan Crabb, they traded, so that $18 million is gone. Uh, Joe Harris has one more year. He'll be making $7 million. Jared Allen will be making his uh, $2 million next year, $3 million the year after that. They still keep Karis LeVert. They keep Spencer Dinwiddie, who's making ten million the upcoming season, eleven million the season after that, and then after, then man, it's a lot of they have they trade they traded Trayvon Graham, they traded uh, if I'm not mistaken they traded Shabazz Napier, and they all went to and there was another player who went to Golden State. I want to say it was uh, maybe Musa, I think it was Musa. It was either Musa or they let. Um, there, there was another player. I just don't recall it right uh, offhand. Uh, they let go to Golden State with D'Angelo yeah. Russell to make room. And then uh, they shipped those players. They shipped Shabazz Napier, Trayvon Graham, and someone else to Minnesota uh, and Cash as well to Minnesota. I basically, mean, they to don't, make room for Russell. I mean, they don't really like – let's say Durant comes back and he's not what he was. They don't have a whole lot. No, they really don't. You know, really, like, who's coming off their bench to do much? Well, you you would assume their starting lineup is going to look like this this coming season. Kyrie Irving will be at the point. I assume you're going to have um, – you might want Dinwiddie at the two. You'll move – Probably Joe Harris at the three. DeAndre Jordan will be at the four. Or, you know, excuse me, he'll be at the five. Maybe you start Garrett Garrett Temple, possibly. Um, you could possibly, and Jared Allen at the could start, could possibly play the four. The biggest issue is they bring DeAndre Jordan in, and I don't understand why. DeAndre Jordan is 32 years old. How good is he going to be for these next few years? He's declined tremendously over the years for what he does. Uh, and as a center, he doesn't bring the value he once did. Now you have a guy on your team who is going to be able to be hacked to shoot free throws. 
Uh, he's a, just a pathetic free throw shooter. He makes Shaq look like J.J. Redick at the free throw line. I mean, he's an awful free throw shooter. He's a good rebounder, good Boy. rim protector, but he already had that in a 22-year-old who you were only paying $2 million this season well, on a rookie deal in they, Jackson. He had better are hair. They, are they worried that he isn't quite ready yet? Or... Jared Allen, to me, was a, a great role player last year for the Nets. I think this was a whole situation of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving thinking they're going to be able to get their buddy a ring. And this is the buddy system in the NBA. This is what uh, guys do. They, they, oh, you're my friend. I'll get you. You know, it's almost like I'll get you a job. It's almost like uh, city politics in a small town. Everybody's got each other's back. You scratch I scratch yours, and that's kind of what it's looking like here for DeAndre Jordan. They made sure he got paid, and they made sure he was on a team that was able to compete. I don't, uh, I don't fancy their chances, to be honest. Well, this season I don't with Durant being out. Even when they come back, I'm not. Yeah, it, I'm not. No, super I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced that there's, but that's a team that has got what it takes to go the whole, all the way. I just don't see who's going to take up the slack anywhere. If any of those two, if those two guys don't perform, they may be able to go this season six or seven deep. That's about it. I mean, yeah, they're well, not going to have much the, of a bench. They're not going to have a bench at all. I mean, the pl- your cap space, you're giving twenty nine percent. Twenty nine percent of your cap is tied up in Kevin Durant, and then twenty five percent is tied up in Kyrie Irving. So you're looking at fifty four percent of your cap tied up in two players. I mean, we saw in the finals what Toronto did to Golden State. If the, if your starters can can hold, if you got anybody coming off the bench at all, you can win. You can stay in games, and then your big boys can, like when Toronto's big boys weren't, weren't getting it done at the beginning of games, they would go to their seconders. They'd kind of hang in there and you know, not get blown out. And all of a sudden, the Leonard machine would start to run, and Toronto was winning. You know, without without the bench guys, they were nothing. I mean, you can say what you want about Leonard, but you get rid yeah. of the Fred Van Fred Van Vliet and uh, guys of his ilk were huge for Toronto in the playoffs. Well, I mean, you're looking at you're looking at guys who can keep you in games. Fred Van Vliet. Uh, and even Pascal Siakam was a bench player at one point. OG Ananobi played well for them. I mean, there was a lot of good players in Toronto. They they really found that um, you know round round peg and round hole role playing kind of guys that didn't mind you know don't have to start aren't gonna throw a hissy fit if they don't get to play every waking minute like some other guys we know. Yeah. Uh, and that that's not easy to find, and then to get all no no, I agree. and then to all get along, and then to all get along, at least like outwardly anyway. I don't know if they're any of those guys are hanging out in the off season or not, but they didn't seem to have any wars. <laughs> uh, I mean, internally during the year. Are. Well, they they but then they would go to uh, you know I can just see their dressing room. The fight starts and they'll. Leonard, what does Leonard got to say? And everybody waits. Waits. Sort of forgot what they were fighting about. Leonard goes, okay, we're ready to well, play now. All right, let's go. And that's what they did. Well, there's 
There's uh, Sportsnet put out earlier today, uh, speaking of the Raptors, uh, Massey Uri, is that how you pronounce that name? Jury? In Canada? The, yeah. Massey Jury? Yeah, yeah, yeah Massey Jury. I can't pronounce that name at all. But uh, well, he, he apparently, Kawhi Leonard only asked me two questions when I met with him before the season. He wanted to know if I was staying in Toronto, and he wanted to know how we could make the team better. That was the first meeting with Kawhi after the trade that brought him to the Raptors. So there's a little bit of a – I mean, well, that's uh, – He stayed. He stayed, and he could have left for big bucks. Yeah. And, well, they – I mean, I don't know. They didn't really do much to make the team better, but they didn't have to because they were good enough to win. Well, apparently the uh, – I don't know if I mean, the I Raptors – I guess they made a couple of tweaks after he got there, but – I don't know if the Raptors are going to be able to, to do enough to keep Kawhi Leonard's people happy because Kawhi Leonard is very private, and it, and it almost seems like that these – um, meetings or, or at least him landing in Toronto and the news people following him, that's just not good. Well, he's going to have to decide what, like for me, if, if it's me, I mean, granted, I'm, I'm a little bit biased because of course I'm from Canada, but I'm looking at it and going, okay, you won a title. So he's got two titles and two MVPs, right? So his personal trophy case got more room, but don't need anything else in it at this point. Um, do you want to play with guys you already know? In a city where, like, I mean, he's not a spotlight seeker, where he'll get the spotlight when basketball is on, but not any other time. As soon as hockey starts, that spotlight uh, drops off significantly in Toronto. Um, he could go outside of the city of Toronto, he could go anywhere in the country and half the people wouldn't know who he was. Um, He's going to get paid either way, I guess. So I don't really think that's a. Yeah, but he can make more in Toronto. Yeah. I don't know though how much of a consideration it is for him. Um, Because he's going to get a boatload. Did, Did you ever think Tim that there would be a time where the NBA is so popular and the TV deals are such that you're looking at guys saying, eh, the money's not really that important. But we're living in that time. Because it used to be all guys cared about was the money. And now or it's under. becoming a time where the cap has went up so much that guys are taking, you know, $35, $40 million less to go play on a contender. Did you well, ever think no, you'd I, see I, that? No, or, or, or I'm going to pass on my $35 million option. I'm going to pass on that. Because I just signed another deal for well, forty-five million a year. Um, yeah, you know, like well, again, I, but you're. Right, I don't know. Remember this. Remember this. Anthony Davis the other day he turned down four million dollars just so he could create a little more space for the Lakers because he had a four million dollar trade incentive that he did that he opted not to take. He looked at four million dollars and said no. And LeBron and LeBron shook a couple of his pair of pants out. Scooped up a couple mil out of each pocket and said, "Here you go, Anthony. Don't worry about that's it. About it. I'll put you in a, I put you in Space Jam for ten million. So 
or whatever. Yeah, there's ways around that stuff. That looks good on the surface. But at the same time, it's like if somebody said, well, Nathan, we, we're going to trade you from Wide Men Can't Jump to uh, ESPN Radio. You make more money over there, but, uh, you know, $4 million trade incentive. But if you don't take it, we'll give you a nice, uh, nice big pizza. Give me my four million dollars. I can buy all the pizza I want. Oh, I'm quite <laughs> sure though that I'm quite sure though that it was exactly. Um, don't worry about that four million dollars, LeBron Production Company. I yeah. make sure we we get you in something. That oh yeah, LeBron will take care of money back. LeBron will take care. I imagine it. It might be a lot like going to certain certain franchises in each professional sport. Um, Toronto, for instance, they're, they're, the, the, the Maple Leafs, their guys that haven't played there since I was a kid are still getting twenty five dollars and $30,000 to show up at a college and make a speech <laughs> or sign autographs well, for an afternoon of twenty five grand. I mean, there's money to well, be Tim, made. Oh, you want to talk about money to be made? Let, let's, you know what I'm going to do here? I'm going to bring this up. I know this is a basketball show, but this week, yeah, but Mark, it's our basketball show. We can do what we want. Yeah, that's true. Not only did this did this week mark Canada Day, not only is tomorrow, if, as if you're listening live, uh, Independence Day here in America. Uh, make sure you leave cookies out for Will Smith to save the world, um, or Captain America, whomever you believe in, whatever your religion is, Independence Day or Captain Marvel, whatever. Who, who um, saved the world in Independence Day too? Jeff Jeff Goldblum. But anyway, there was also another day that passed uh, this week that we want to mention here because you're you're talking about guys making making some money here. Oh, I know where you're going with this. It's Bobby Bonilla Day, July 1st of this year. Bobby Bonilla received his $1.19 million contract. And ladies and gentlemen, let me just say this. I'm not a baseball fan. I'm not. I don't watch it. I'm not into it. However, Bobby Bonilla is the smartest human being that ever walked well, the face of the earth. Well, let's not go that far. Uh, well, he's one of them. Uh, Bobby Bonilla's lawyer. Well, his lawyer is one of the smartest. His lawyer was smart, yes. Okay. You know the, back- for those you know you- the background story, right? Yeah, for those that don't know. Because uh, Josh Brown is sitting in there looking at me going, who? Who's Bobby Bonilla? I'm going to break down what happened with Bobby Bonilla. He was a baseball player, and he was a fine baseball player for many, many years. Yeah, Um, he had a subpar 1999 season, and the Mets went to release him from a contract. But he was still owed $5.9 million from his contract. Well, Bobby Bonilla and his agent, they offered the Mets a deal because the Mets didn't want to pay him $5 million, almost $6 million, for him to – to leave. Uh, he would defer payment for 10 years on what was left of his contract, and the Mets would start paying him an annual paycheck of $1.19 million starting in 2011, and he would, and they tacked interest on. Bobby Bonilla is getting paid until 2035. He gets $1.19 million every year from the New York Mets. And that ends up making twenty nine point eight million dollars instead of the Mets paying him five point nine million. Uh, the Mets owner accepted the deal because he was invested with Bernie Madoff, 
in the Ponzi, Ponzi schemes. And the 10% returns he thought he was getting outweighed the 8% interest that Benelia was getting on his contract. And that, ladies and gentlemen, every July 1st is Bobby Bonilla Day. The New York Mets pay him $1.19 million every July 1st from 2011 to 2035, making Bobby Bonilla and his agent a genius. Yes, Josh, a question. <laughs> well, it wasn't, it wasn't about them. They didn't have the money. He yeah, they did didn't not, have the money to pay He him. did not have the money. He couldn't pay them. So they figured that deal was sweet. And then, of yes, course, they thought uh, it was a sweet deal at the time. And then, but and now, Madoff, well, that would have been if uh, if he would have, if Madoff hadn't been a crook. He, he was well, about case, still making money on that, but he didn't. Yeah, he thought he was making all kinds of money with uh, Bernie Madoff, but apparently Bernie done went and made off with everyone's money. Um, but but the, the whole thing is Bobby Bonelli right now, ladies and gentlemen, is – let me find his age. I can't remember how old he is. He was uh, 56. 56 right now. So basically the New York Mets are funding the retirement of Bobby Bonelli. Every year. I bet you that tomorrow and, Bobby Bonilla has a Fourth of July party where he spends at least a hundred thousand dollars. Joking. Oh, Bobby Bonilla could easily spend a hundred thousand dollars on a Fourth of July party. He just he spends a hundred grand and laughs at the Mets all day long. I bet. Yeah. Well, we all laugh at him. It's just the kind of well, thing we do. It's a national pastime, but <laughs> really is. But anyway, <laughs> that's much, but, that's. Uh, I'm sorry that we brought that up here, but I really wanted to talk about Bobby Bonilla because I love that story. Uh, anyway, uh, before we get back to free agency little, talk, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go one ahead. One of the few times the one of the few times the little guy or or the the, the player actually got the better of big of the big business. Yeah, and I love it. Uh, before we get back to free agency talk, we want to tell you guys, uh, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC just recently added some more. Uh, movie posters and memorabilia. They have, Tim, the Boris Karloff collection, in case you're a fan of that. And they're $2 each, these 8x10s. What a steal on 8x10s from Atomic Comics and Collectibles. They also have, uh, just recently, they got a, a big, huge lot of lobby cards and posters. And they're slowly getting them up uh, for you to go to go check them out. And they also got the uh, Walt Disney prints from Fantasia that we mentioned uh, Bella Lugosi, Lugosi, the American Werewolf in Paris poster, um, $15 for that, 27 by 40 So go check them out. All kinds of cool stuff at Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Great, great, great store, great people. Uh, how, how are they coming along on their uh, storefront there in Logan? Any progress uh, I, haven't talked, I haven't talked to them in the past couple of days, but I need to, I need to ask. I haven't heard... Uh, how the stores come along. They say they're getting close, so hopefully the store comes soon. But uh, let's go ahead and hear from our good friends at Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game systems, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! 
Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. And that's our good friends at Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. All right, back to free agency. Uh, Basically, Tim, yes, back to free agency. Did you know that uh, I didn't see this? T.J. McConnell signs with the Pacers? Did he? Did T.J. McConnell sign with the Pacers? I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't see that. Uh, A two-year, $7 million deal with the Indiana Pacers. Boy, that's cheap. Good for him. him. Honestly, he deserves it. And the reason the Pacers are making a move like that is because uh, Darren Collison retired. I don't know. Did you hear about Darren Collison's retirement? No, and I didn't hear. Uh, no, I, I missed that entirely. Darren Collison he, retired. He was thirty. He's thirty-one years old, so he's still got. You know, he's still in his prime, basically, for being a point guard in the NBA. He was a good point guard last season. Uh, played very well last year and was due to make ten to twelve million dollars, uh, but he retired um, from the NBA. He's stepping away from basketball oh, to, boy. as it's said here, to to focus on his faith. Apparently, he is a Jehovah's Witness and oh. has decided that he wants to focus on his family and his faith. And he said he re- received so much joy from volunteering to help others and wants to participate in a worldwide ministry. And so oh. he was he has stepped away. And we'll now move on to I'm gonna, uh, uh, retirement. I'm gonna. I got two. I got a couple things to say about that, real quick. Uh, I ahead. would never. I would never presume to tell anyone what to do with their life. If that's what he wants to do, all the power to him. But Absolutely. I'd like to point out. But I'd like to point out to him, you can do both. Twelve million dollars. Apparently. Um, apparently take the Collison, it, you can't, according to him. Take, take, uh, take again, $10 million and do good with that if you want to. That, it just seems kind well, of silly. Uh, but, you know, Collison's uh, career did not seem to cool off. He was about to sign a new deal worth $12 million in free agency, but uh, decided to hang it up. So uh, we wish Darren Collison the best of luck. Well, they, but that uh, left the Patriots. Yeah, because if you want to be a serious Jehovah's Witness, and, I'm, and I'm, this is no knock on Jehovah's Witnesses or anything, uh, I believe you have to do like a ministry and things like that, which means leaving the country, uh, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So maybe if he was if he was serious about it, maybe those two things just didn't drive him, and uh, he made a choice. He's a grown man, do what he wants. Uh, all the power to him. Yeah, and uh, and I think honestly that's been a, uh, I believe that's been a move for him. So. I guess that's He's fine. happy with it. Uh, I'm happy with it. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's uh it's not for me to tell a man what to do with his life, so uh Darren Carlson and enjoy retirement like, and uh, uh be happy. Not a lot of guys do is, stuff like that. Not a lot of guys can do is, that. Uh, his name is Josh Brown. In which case you can tell him what to do. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, the Pacers have made some really interesting moves here in the offseason. They they were able to – they brought in Malcolm Brogdon, which I thought was a really good signing. Uh, Now they brought in um, T.J. McConnell, as you said. I'm trying to find an actual list of everybody they signed, but I'm failing miserably at that. But, yeah, so those are some – those are some good signings there to to go with an already solid roster that they have. Um, they still have Oladipo. He'll come back, hopefully healthy. They keep, uh, they still have Sabonis. My, I believe Miles Turner is still there. If I'm not mistaken, I don't believe he went anywhere. Um, but according I believe he's still there. Yep. He yeah, signed an extension last year. He signed an extension last year. So he's still there, but, uh, Indiana Pacers, they, they've done a good job with they this roster a, so far. They got a sexy young team, don't they? Like when you They're a the team guys, that, like last they got no year, old, so they, they have, got no old guys. Yeah, yeah. They've got Malcolm Brogdon, Corey Joseph, and they have Aaron Holiday still, uh, TJ McConnell, Victor Oladipo. They signed Jeremy Lamb in the offseason. That was a good signing, if you ask me. TJ Warren, still have Doug McDermott. Um, Miles Turner, Sabonis. So those are some good players there. They did the let oldest. Kyle O'Quinn go, but man, and they've got some gone, He was the he was the oldest guy they had at twenty nine. Yeah, if, everyone if they, else. If they is, let him, and if they let him go, now they're down to twenty seven. I mean, they yeah. got a lot of young guys. I like it. I like the way yeah, they absolutely. play. Anyway, they, had a, they had a good team anyhow. So if they hadn't lost Oladipo last year, I think they would have made some serious noise in the playoffs. I really do. I think if Old Depot stays healthy, they give teams fits last season. And he was a vital part of that team. Last year, he got everyone together, uh, took the team to Miami during training camp, and they, as a team, uh, trained together. They bonded. And Old Depot has been a true leader for the Pacers organization. They're a great team. I love watching that Pacers team. They are so much fun to watch. Uh, Sabonis is probably the second or third best player to ever come out of Gonzaga, uh, as noted uh, recently on the podcast. Um, Victor Oladipo is a great, great star for them. Um, and now they add Jeremy Lamb, who's a true shooter, and they bring in Malcolm Brogdon, who is still young, had some great experiences with the Bucks, but they couldn't afford to keep both Middleton and Brogdon, so they bring, they sign Middleton, Brogdon leaves. So, Good move by the Pacers. They've done great this offseason. And there's, there's some some teams really a lot of teams really got better this year. Yeah, a lot of teams really yeah, did. Yeah. Even teams even, did. even the got, bad ones, even the even the Knicks got better. Even though they're still gonna be bad, but they're they're better than they were. Yes, the Knicks, uh you know, everybody laughed at the Knicks, but like I said earlier, Tim, on our you'll hear more in our conversation with Shane Young here in a minute. I don't hate what the Knicks did. If you sit down and actually look at some of the players they got, they're going to be better. Now, again, they're not going to be a playoff team, but adding Julius Randle's a good move. A veteran like Taj Gibson to help teach these young guys some things, um, especially off the court. On the court's not as big of an issue. Off the court – how to be a professional, what to do on the road. Oz Gibson can teach you things like that. Little tricks of the trade on the court as well. Then you've got, um, they bring in Bobby Portis. They still have Dennis Smith. They uh, bring in Reggie Bullock, 
who's a good piece for them. I don't hate the Knicks' moves. They still keep Kevin Knox. They well, draft R.J. Barrett. They have Mitchell Robinson. Honestly, they are, they're, the teams are upset they didn't get Durant. This is a d- really decent young core that the Knicks yeah. have put together. They're going to be fun to watch. Now, are they going to win? Not a lot of games. They'll win more than they did last year, though. I guarantee that. Well, and they'll, they'll be more compete. Yeah, they'll, they'll compete. I think people got used. You know, New York has always kind of been the sexy place to go or to talk about. You know, they're always on TV at Christmas, even though they haven't been any good for years. Um, but they're not that destination anymore, and they're they're going to have to put a product on the court to get guys to want to come there, I guess. Going to New York isn't enough anymore because the, the, the media world has shrunk significantly with the internet and Twitter and all that stuff. I mean, you, you can get your story out. You don't need to be in... I mean, it's still the media capital of, of the, the United States, don't get me wrong, maybe even the world, but you don't have to be in New York City to get heard anymore like you once did. Uh, you can play anywhere and you can play anywhere and get on TV now. It's it's not that hard anymore. Um, Knicks Knicks fans, I think that you know their expectations are disgustingly high considering how bad the team is. And who the hell did you, I mean? Once they couldn't get Durant, who'd you want them to sign? You know, who are they going to go get? Yeah. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't anybody to go get that was going to come there. So they at least made some half-decent, mid-range signings, you know, and as we get into later, you know, uh, one-year, two-year deals, they didn't lock up guys for eight years on some ridiculous contracts or anything like that. They've left the door open to um, if they have to can pull the trigger on something next year or the year after that they can. Uh, I don't think yeah. they did anywhere near as bad as as uh, first look. The first impression. Yeah, and everybody was getting on their case because, oh, here's the team we all thought was was going to get Durant and Kyrie, and they were projecting R.J. Barrett, or not R.J. Barrett, but Zion Williamson to land there, and yet nothing happened And in those with those three guys. So everyone assumes it's a wash for the Knicks, and maybe, maybe they're upset, but they made the best out of a bad situation, in my opinion. I mean, they could have gotten a lot worse. I mean, they, they only need uh... – Four or five wins to not to get ahead of Cleveland, Chicago. Uh, I don't yeah. think Atlanta. Atlanta, I don't think did a whole lot. Atlanta's, Atlanta's trying to stay young, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm seeing the Hawks as a team that. Boy, oh, well, boy that's a. Well, yeah, they boy, you brought up a team right there, buddy. That right there is a. Uh, you want to talk about a, a sticky, messy situation? The Washington Wizards are just a wreck. I mean, if you look, if, if you seriously, if you go look at the Eastern Conference, if you look at the standings from last year, it's not inconceivable that if the Knicks could put together a half, I mean, and they have got a half decent lineup there, it's not inconceivable that they could be better than Cleveland, Chicago, Atlanta, Washington, maybe even Miami. Well, Charlotte really hasn't really uh, touched me much. No, they're, they're, no, no, not Miami. They're not going to be better than Miami. What, what did Miami do? What my, except sign Jimmy Butler. Butler. Okay, I mean, well, that could, make them, that could make them worse. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to say that Jimmy Butler going to Miami is great, but Jimmy Butler on that young Miami core, as much as I hate the guy and as much as I think he could ruin their franchise, 
They're still going to be better than the Knicks, Tim. Come on. Well, okay. Look at it this way. Would, be you ra- would you rather be a Miami Heat fan with the team they got right now? Minus, and let's just switch Jimmy Butler over to the Knicks. Or would you rather be a Knicks fan and have Jimmy Butler playing for the Knicks? I'd rather be a Knicks no, fan. If I'm a Knicks fan, if I'm a Knicks fan, I'd rather have Jimmy Butler on my team. But as a Wolves fan, I know better. I know I don't want Jimmy Butler no, on, if, on if, any team. If I'm a good Knicks fan, I don't want Jimmy Butler on my team. I don't want a guy who just sucked up a whole crap pile of money. That is, he's a good player, but he's not. Jimmy Butler's not taking you anywhere. He's a second man or a third man. He is not going to lead a team to anything. He's just not that kind of player. I will not argue with that. Argue with that. So but, uh, he helps the so you know, he helps the Miami Heat how when they don't have a number but, one there. The Miami yeah, Heat. The, the Miami Heat. Let's go ahead and look at the Miami Heat while we're here, since we're talking about it. What, what, a, what a what a strange roster that <laughs> that the Heat have now. And let me go ahead. I'm I'm going to try and pull up their rosters here. Um, by the way, uh, I do want to bring this up. This is a from Heat Nation. This is a report posted 34 minutes ago. Jimmy Butler believes he can lead the Miami Heat to a championship next season. Okay, I don't say things like this very often. And I'm not one to, to, to go out and say this. What kind of crack is Jimmy Butler smoking if he thinks he can take the Miami Heat team that's there right now to a championship? He's lost his mind. He yes, has lost him, his mind if he thinks that that he Miami Heat lead, He's going to lead Kelly Olenek to the promised land. <laughs> Kelly Olenek. Okay, let's look at the Miami Heat roster well, real quick. This is the he's on the that Jimmy Butler is going to lead to the title, okay? Tyler Hero, because Joran Dragic is gone. Okay, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, we don't know what we're getting Bader. with him, though. He's a rookie. We don't know what Deion we're getting Bader. with him. No, you don't. Uh, Rodney Magruder, who was actually a very solid player uh, last year. I'm not going to knock him. Justice Winslow, yeah, yeah, defensive he's... player. Derek Jones, James Johnson, Ryan Anderson, Kelly Olenek, Myers Leonard, Bam Adebayo. Ladies and gentlemen, does that sound like a championship team to you? Because it sounds like a first round and out team to me. Which is what he's famous for. He is famous for that. I think it's got G League title written all over it. G League title? (laughs) I mean, there's good pieces on that team. You could. I would have rather had Josh Richardson. Unless Josh Richardson is going to go from scoring. 20 points a game to 110 a game, they ain't winning shit. No, I agree. I don't understand it. I don't see how Jimmy Butler going there really – does he make them better? Yeah, a little bit, but not a lot. Well, not not yeah, that much. Not, not in the, the game-winning department, I don't think. I mean, is he a better player than the guy who, who was their shooting guard last year? Probably. But – as far as the whole team dynamic goes, I don't think they're any better. I think they just wasted a whole pile of money myself, but we'll see. But, yeah, Jimmy Butler um, going to the Heat, I agree, Tim. A waste of money. Uh, you give him I a big so. contract. He's right in his prime right now. So you trade for Jimmy Butler because you think you can win now. 
But can you? That's the question. That's the real, yeah, who knows? I don't know if they can win right now with Jimmy Butler. Um, they're going to be in the playoffs. They'll be a 7-8 seed in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, if they were in the – yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll get in. They'll definitely get in. If they were in the West, though, they wouldn't be making the playoffs as far as I'm concerned. They would be outside looking in. The West is the best it's, it's been in years. The oh, West yeah, has only got – um, he'll be a butler on it. He'll be serving it up to some other teams. Well, let me let me bring this up here before we before we move on. We do want to thank our great sponsors, the law offices of Stephen P. New. They at, uh, have really helped us out recently. Steve has done great stuff with us, and we're looking to bring him back on and do some more stuff here soon, talking about uh, some law, some wrestling, some basketball. Steve's a great guy, and we thank him very much for his patriots this show. He's been one of our earliest sponsors and he's a great guy and we really do want to thank again it's new law office at newlawoffice.com tim shall i roll the tape on the new all new law office yeah, i believe you should sir personal injury product liability workplace accidents mesothelioma law social security disability unfair insurance practices family law employment discrimination and more all this can be handled at new law office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again get your free consultation at 1 800 203 9169. Stephen P. New answers to your legal questions. Again, thanks to Stephen P. New and New Law Office at newlawoffice.com. Check them out, get your free consultation. If you need any help with law, you need to sue, call Stephen P. New. It's newlawoffice.com. Check it out. All right. Well, Tim, today we had uh, a great um, a great time talking with our guest here on the show, and uh, he writes for Forbes. He covers the NBA for Forbes. Great guy, Louisville guy. So, so uh, and he actually talked a lot about Carl Anthony Towns. So, uh, I don't know. I figured he wouldn't like Carl Anthony Towns. He went to Kentucky. He's from Louisville. So, uh, we'll see. But we had a chance to talk with Shane Young. Tim, shall we go ahead? And let it roll with our talk with Shane Young. Roll the tape. Back here again on Wide Men Can't Jump is Shane Young, covers the NBA for Forbes and just a regular NBA column analyst on Twitter, always tweeting and keeping me informed on a lot of things going on in the NBA. Again, Shane, thanks for jumping on with us and talking some hoops. Oh, for sure. This is the best time to uh, really dig into I love it. Yeah, it really is the best time to jump on and talk uh, NBA and to break down some of the free agency moves. So let's go ahead and look at it here. We haven't, discuss- we haven't discussed anything as uh, in too much detail, so let's go ahead and look at the major moves here with you. Uh, obviously, the big 
news came before the draft with Anthony Davis, LeBron teaming up out in Los Angeles, and they still have room to make another move. As of this recording time right now, Kawhi Leonard has not made a decision. That could change at any minute. Um, go ahead and let us know. Let's say the late – we'll just say for hypothetical suit here, the Lakers don't land Kawhi. Do you consider them a threat to reach the finals now with AD and LeBron at the helm? Uh, I think that that's been a uh, that, that's been a crazy crazy development over the last uh, three or four days because had you told me that they were not going to land Kawhi and they could fill out the roster with you know prominent pieces that were going to cost them maybe like eight to ten million dollars a piece to fill out that cap space and then use their veteran minimums on the Jared Dudleys and everyone else, uh, I would have said yes, because that would give them, like, Patrick Beverly they could pay, or Danny Green they could pay. Um, so, but, but now, like, if you don't get Kawhi, let's just say that he goes back to Toronto or goes to the Clippers, then they're really stuck with, what, six or so, they have six players right now that are, that are you know, somewhat quality, <laughs> if you include uh, uh, Jared Dudley and Troy Daniels. And then the rest of the market is, dried up no Seth Curry uh, available um just, just a lot of guys I, I wanted them to get Wayne Ellington for the sake of their shooting um and he's not there so it is uh to me going to be difficult for them to be considered favorites I would still say they're title contenders as long as LeBron and they say 70 games you know I think that they could win enough to get a good a really good seat one two three uh four in the west and then have a good uh, playoff push because you know it, it, LeBron when it's playoff time he turns into a different machine. So, but but I would not put them as favorites. To answer your question, like, I, I would not put them as over the Rockets or even really maybe the Jazz. And that sounds that might sound controversial to people <laughs> because LeBron, you know, saying LeBron would just be inferior to the Jazz seems weird. But that's probably what it would be uh, if they don't get Kawhi. Well, and you look at some of those moves they've made. They cleared up and got rid of a lot of players uh, to free up about $32 million in cap space, and now you're looking at um, a team that has, you know, like you said, they signed Jared Dudley, made some moves, but overall um, I'm not super impressed with what they've done so far, in my opinion. Yes, you get Anthony Davis, but then again, um, could Anthony Davis be a one-year rental? You don't know. What do you What do you think on that? Oh, I think that he's going to resign. I think it would probably be ninety five percent certain that he would, just because Rich Paul, uh, that agent, like if he was a different with with a different agency and they were not, you know, hell bent on on forming that partnership in L.A., I would say, yeah, he could leave. Um, he could go somewhere else, and it would be likely. But now, I mean, it's just it feels like AD wants to be there. He gave an interview the other day. Um, trying to think who it was too. ESPN Los Angeles, I believe, but just went just so overboard with the compliments of the Lakers organization and, and talking about how he wants to be on the Mount Rushmore of, of you know the franchise and and uh, it's just like he he definitely feels like he's home in L.A. So, but but I agree with you in the sense that they waited for Kawhi to decide, and, and this could still go until tomorrow or Friday, and that's the crazy thing about that is that their their market for free agents could just be completely vanished, and it, it could seriously be LeBron, Davis, Kuzma with 
roster with with the rest of the roster looking like it would win a it would win 15 games in a season. So that that would be reminiscent of the Cavaliers team from LeBron, uh, you know, back in the early 2000s, and then you would have uh, last year or a couple of years ago's Cavs team whenever it was home Kevin Love and a bunch of scrubs, honestly, just to put it bluntly. Um, that, that could be what we're headed for. Tim, got any questions for Shane? So let's, let's go to the other end of the scale. Um, who, who failed miserably so far in the free agent trade area besides the Knicks? Well, who failed the most so far? Yeah, who do you, who do you think dropped the ball? Um, you know, uh, the Knicks are just in a class of their own, so it's really. Uh, I think everyone's focus has been on them uh, failing, but it, it's really tough to tough to go around the league. I, I thought initially Philly was going to be the one that was gonna the, gonna drop the ball here and and not resign anybody, not get Tobias or Jimmy. They ended up getting one and having room for Al Horford because of some moves they made. Um, I, I think if you look at maybe what um, Portland has done, I, I'm not too enthused about bringing in Whiteside, even though it's an expiring deal, because they've lost four or five forwards on that roster. Aminu's gone. Uh, Turner, you, you know, he wasn't that good, but, but that's just depth and bodies, and I'm sure they're going to fill it out in some way. But I think that uh, they are very shallow now. So Portland maybe is up there. Uh, but of course, you have to give them props for getting Lillard to sign the supermax extension. Uh, that's awesome for him. Uh, so a lot more positive things we've seen from teams. I, you can go through a whole list of winners so far, free agency winners, um, after just three days. But the the losers are really just uh, a couple teams in the Knicks and to me Portland, um, and I guess Boston because they lost their two best players. That, that would make sense. But I think it was a really good rebound to get Kimball Walker for a four-year commitment. I like that. Um, so going from there, then, would you say that uh, regardless of where Leonard ends up, that the league parity this coming season is as good as it's been in quite a while? It's a really good point uh, you make there, and, and it's uh, it's something that I was actually writing about. I'm doing some pre-writing content just in case Kawhi does go to the Lakers. Um, I think that if he went – let's just say he went to the Clippers. It feels very unlikely at this point. Uh, it, to me, it, it looks like it's going to be Lakers or, or Raptors for Kawhi. But if it is the Clippers, I, I was telling somebody the other day, this is the best the Western Conference in the NBA has ever been. Um, you can circle back to 2008. Whenever it took 49 wins to get to the playoffs, that's remarkable. And you can circle back to 2014 when uh, the West had their highest win total ever. I think it was like 676 wins. It's never exceeded that um, since. And those two years, 2008-2014, this year, coming this coming year in 2019, would be awesome because we would have the Warriors who, you know, say what you want about what they've done so far. I think that they would still be – um, not, not maybe not favorites, but definitely in that in that class. And I would not count uh, Steph or Draymond out of finals contention once Clay gets back. You know, I think Clay will be back. You have the Warriors, you have the Nuggets, and a lot of people have been high on what they've done. They pretty much brought everyone back, and they're going to have some uh, some fresh young talent coming in to, to help them out. And then you would have Houston running it back completely, probably uh, Utah revamping their. 
uh, entire uh, lineup with Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovic. That's been uh, great to see for them. Then OKC, we've heard nothing out of OKC, just absolutely nothing. But but they didn't really do anything except get healthy and uh, because they're cat strapped out, they can't really do anything. But then you would have teams like the Clippers with Kawhi, if that was a thing, and he would be catapulted in the top four probably. Uh, the Lakers, who didn't even make the playoffs last year, you would be a fool not to say they'd make playoffs this year. So I think the West would be just the best reality TV you could ever see, and then uh, the East would be down to three teams because Toronto, if Kawhi wasn't there, would obviously be not a, not a contender anymore. So to me, Kawhi going to the Clippers guys would be the best of the league. Well, I'll say this. Um, I know a lot of people are harping on the Knicks because they didn't – you know, the Knicks had this um, this big thing where their game plan was to get the number one pick, get Zion Williamson, then bring in Durant and Irving. Uh, they they wind up with R.J. Barrett. Not a bad pick in my opinion. But then the team across the bridge gets Durant and Irving. Um, my big thing with the Knicks is, though, I don't hate what they've done. This offseason, yeah. they still have Dennis Smith, who I like. Um, they have Barrett. They have Knox. And Mitchell Robinson is one of my favorite players in the league uh, with what he does. But then they sign a bunch of, of good front court guys like Bobby Portis, uh, Taj Gibson, Julius Randle. Bobby Portis is a decent player, but he, and he'll, he'll fight you if he doesn't like you. Just ask uh, Nikola Mircic. Um, and then you look at... Julius Randle, who I think is a great young piece, uh, he got his yeah. money, and New York got him. And I think the Knicks are going to be better this year than – now, do I think they're going to make the playoffs? No, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> but do I think the Knicks are going to not be the laughing stock of the league this year? Yeah, I think the Knicks can put together a – they're not going to be an easy beat, if that makes sense. They're not going to be a team that you're like, okay, we're playing the Knicks, that's a yeah. win. Um, they're going to be better than what people are thinking in my opinion. Well, yeah, I'm not totally against that. I mean, it's easy to step on them and easy to laugh at them, but at the same time, like, they, you can't really ask for a better – and it sounds crazy because I don't necessarily like the, the players they signed outside of Julius Randle, but you, you can't really ask them to do a better job to uh, salvage this after losing uh, the opportunity to get Kyrie and, and, and KD – what did you expect them to do? Just sit out for agency? I mean, they went and made quick decisions, and um, I know people were kind of poking fun at them for, you know, signing Randall and agreeing with Randall and agreeing with all these free agents on, you know, the first day, acting like that that was their priority. It wasn't. They just made a really quick decision to uh, pivot from the superstar chase. Didn't really try to get Jimmy. Didn't really try to. Uh, they, they knew they were going to were not going to be in the license six anyway. So uh, for them to get pieces, as you said, uh, and you know they got them on two year deals for the most part, a couple on three year deals. But uh, I saw a lot of two year deals. I believe Todd Gibson went there. Am I correct? Yeah, they signed. Him, I think it was two years, twenty million dollars. Yeah. So to get him, that was pretty impressive. Uh, he's not great by any means, but he's a good veteran presence, and he should help those young guys, especially Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson. But you hit on Randall, and I think that's really accurate. I love Randall, man. I, he's been my favorite uh, piece of the Lakers core, and you know, until he left to go to New Orleans. And the last two years, man, he shot 57% from two and then 56% from two. And this past year, we saw him shoot 35% on nearly three 
three-point attempts a game. So this guy was increasing the volume from outside, knocking them down. And he struggled mightily defensively this year because the Pelicans just didn't have the, the pieces whenever AD was hurt but or whenever he was not playing games. But, but uh, I do think Randall's going to be a, a really good positive piece for the next future. I agree. Um, another team, obviously, I brought them up, the Nets. Um, you know, probably not the contender this year in terms of what they're going to do in the NBA, you know, because Durant's probably not playing this year. But if you look at if you look at a lot of the, these players here, the Nets are beefed up and ready to, to win in a few years. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts on all the moves the Nets made? They let Russell walk, but they do a sign and trade, send him to Golden State. Uh, what's your What's your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are that it's the best thing you could do because, uh, you know, it, it, it's great and all to rebuild with your own guys and Sean Marks, the GM, and Kenny Atkinson, the head coach. They they're one of the top three or four teams out there when it comes to player development already. And they've only been together as an organization for, what, a handful of years, probably three or four years. So it's impressive that they were able to turn that into superstars. So, you know, you groom D'Angelo Russell after he comes from a uh, bad situation in L.A. and you have him uh, come out and be an all-star. And then you capitalize on that and you you get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving's attention because had they just been terrible like the Knicks the last couple of years, then they would not have been – they would not have had that reputation. And from what I, from what I was uh, hearing, like, you know, KD and Kyrie love the fact that the practice facility in Brooklyn is, is like, really close to the city. It's, like, downtown <laughs> to where you don't have to uh, to travel a long distance. So, like, because a lot of people don't realize the Knicks, just to get to their practice facility, you have to drive an hour um, away from New York. And, and I think a lot of people just, just are turned off by that. But they, they love the organization – uh, structure with with the Nets, and it, it's, it really goes to show that even if you're not the premier franchise in your city, I would compare the Clippers to the Nets here, that you do have a shot at getting stars if you do things the right way for an extended period of time. It's not going to happen overnight, and we saw the Nets strike out quite a few times, but now they finally hit their home run, uh, and KD won't play next year, you're correct. But they they're they're just hoping. The Nets are just hoping that Kyrie Irving does not screw things up in the next 12 months or 15 <laughs> months before KD is able to get on the court. Because if, if Kyrie do, does something and everyone in the team hates him, then you know after just a year, then it's not going to be pretty. So uh, I think they're hoping <laughs> that it's better than Boston. They've got some good young talent there as well. You know, they got Karis LeVert, who I'm a fan of. Uh, he's a great young player. Um, I think. Yeah. I, was gonna, I think I was also going to say. I'm oh, sorry. I, I was also going to say um, DeAndre Jordan. I, I don't like the idea of giving him four years, forty million guaranteed, uh, especially whenever he's being paid more than the the, the center that's better, uh, the best center on the roster, Jared Allen. That's not Absolutely. that's not great for me. Um, but you know, it's a friendship business, and I fully believe, fully 100% believe that Durant uh, went there just because of the friendships and the fact that he could pair that with New York City. And, you know, I, I guess you have to pay DeAndre that if, if it means getting those two on board, but I'm hoping it doesn't cause friction. Well, Durant's an East Coast guy, too. 
yeah. But yeah, they got Lavert. Did Spencer Dinwiddie resign, with, or is he still there in Brooklyn as well? I believe he is. Correct. Yeah, he signed an extension last last season. So. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good player too that they have. They got some nice young talent. Joe Harris is there. The Nets could be dangerous in a couple of years. Don't think they're going to make a lot of noise this year, but next year could be very dangerous. Tim, go ahead, throw some more questions out. We got two more. Uh, one quick one, and then uh, one that maybe take a little more time. Um, ben Simmons, hundred seventy million. Uh, there seems to be a lot of discussion about whether that was a is a good move or a bad move. Uh, I'm guessing from what I read that you think it was a good move, correct? Yes, because because I think that with with rookies these days, what, what a lot of people um, kind of tend to forget is that, or not with rookies, just with young players, I should say that that were drafted high into the draft, like one, two, three, or four. Um, that the teams control them for seven years because once they hit free agency, they are restricted. And then, you know, a team go, gives a max, a max contract extension or a max contract out to them and then their incumbent team can match. So I think that it's important that you don't want to uh, disrespect the guys, you use them as part of your future. And I just think that it would be really hard for them to find someone that is uh, – that is going to be better than Ben Simmons whenever you are, are already cap-strapped out with Embiid on that huge, massive deal um, with Tobias with $180 million guaranteed, uh, Horford there for the next four years. So if they if they somehow just – that's not a term that will probably be uh, as good as having Ben Simmons. So I think that you have to do that. Uh, Elton Brand was on – a podcast last October before the season started and said, yes, next summer it's going to be an automatic match with Ben Simmons. And, and once you look around the league, you see that Jamal Murray, you know, same type of same class, same, um, uh, you know, time period that he's been in the league, gets his 170 for five years just instantly as soon as free agency started. And if that happens, then you have to understand you have to guide these young guys. I understand. I completely get that Ben Simmons is not going to be a shooter. And I would say he's not going to be a shooter for the next four or five years. It's going to be something that he develops when he's 26, 27, 28, somewhere around there. And, and you know, if that's the case, it's okay because he does so many better, so many other things that are better than, than, than 90% of point guards out there, uh, exceptional passer, top or top forward guard defender when he locks in. So I think that it's pretty um, awesome that they can lock this core into place and not have any questions about the future. And that's probably what they need. All right. Um, let's go across to the East Coast. Let's talk about the Pelicans. Oh, cool, yeah. And, you know, they were pretty much the hype for because of Williamson. But they made a couple of Interesting moves in the free agency, particularly Redick. Um, and I guess Derek Favors is another one that they then picked up. Um, I guess that was a trade, though. Yeah. But anyway, uh, where do you see the Pelicans? I mean, nowhere but up for them? Oh, yeah. Like, I was going to actually ask you all about that. Like, you know, as I was just going through the – I was going through the Western Conference, and that one time did we mention – did I mention the Pelicans who – have all this influx of young talent from the Lakers. Uh, 
by the way, they they have three pieces from the Lakers that you know from James uh, in 2018. So it's pretty. Pair that with Drew Holiday. So where would you all believe that that New Orleans is? Uh, to me, I think they're going to be in that same kind of class that maybe. Um, the Clippers were in a couple years ago. You know, they made the playoffs this year, but I'm talking about last year whenever they barely missed it with 42 wins, I believe. Uh, I, I really do see that Pelicans team having the best, um, I would say, symmetry, the the best uh, balance between veteran presence and young guys. And I, I think that if you have Zion Williamson, there's no better uh, spacer to have out there than J.J. Redick, and it's going to be – uh, they need to sign a couple more guys, though. They need to try to get some more shooting. I don't think they have quite enough yet. But uh, would you all agree that they're probably in that eight, nine, ten, eleven range? I mean, they're definitely not going to be definitely not going to be down below where Phoenix is. You know, God help the Suns. They're going to be fifteenth for <laughs> another consecutive season. So um, I, I think New Orleans is. You know, their floor to me would be thirty wins. I, I think this team is going to be. Uh, push into the playoffs and maybe fall out if well, someone has if Zion has to miss games or something, if, you know. If you look at the standings from last year, to to get in they would have had to pick up another uh what, fifteen games I guess to catch LA. I would argue that they're yeah. are they are they better than Minnesota? Uh right now I would say. If so Minnesota plays if Minnesota plays Oklahoma City every game of the year and Andrew Wiggins plays like that every night, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, there are other teams they have to play. So it's uh, kind of a coin yeah. flip right now for me as the Wolves fan. I'm just, I'm just looking at who they would have to pass yeah. and who and who would have to drop for them to get there. Um, um, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'm looking at the standings. Um, they're not better than Dallas this year, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Dallas. I think Dallas leapfrogs them. Yeah, obviously, I think, obviously, yeah. obviously uh, your bottom teams in the West to me are Phoenix, Memphis, and it pains me to say it, but Minnesota. Um, and then after that, and maybe Sacramento, depending on what happens there, but they showed how good they were last season too. Um, man, you could have legitimately – and, you know, Minnesota's not a bad team either. I mean – yeah depending on what they get out of their, you know, their guard play. And they did sign Noah Vonley, which I thought was a sneaky signing that nobody talked about. They got Shabazz Napier now as a backup and, guard. And I, don't, and I don't think that – I don't think that Minnesota will be done. I, I really think there's a strong sense that D'Angelo uh, Russell will end up there because, um, you know, once he gets the steal signed with Golden State, they can't trade him until December 15th. But – that's his preferred place. That he's really close with Crosstown, as you know, and uh, I, I think that maybe there, there's been some person, there's been some, uh, you know, back channel discussions that okay, well, if, if things don't work out, or or if Golden State wants some better defenders, then you know, we'll get you with with Carltown in Minnesota. Well, we'll see what happens there, but again, like there legitimately could be 13 teams battling for eight spots in the Western playoffs. That wouldn't be unthinkable. In this in yeah. this season coming, but oh yeah, um, yeah. New Orleans. Totally right. but, but, but getting back to New Orleans, I I love what they did in the draft. 
I love, you know, Zion's great. Um, I like Jackson Hayes. I love the shooter out of Virginia Tech, uh, Nichols uh, uh, Walker. I love that kid. He's a great shot. Um, I like what they did um, in doing that. The Lakers' young pieces are good. Um, They keep Drew Holiday. They're going to be a team that you've got to watch. Again, and it depends on what Zion does in the NBA. Again, he had that injury. Um, and you look at, at his adaptation to an 82-game season versus life as a collegiate athlete, that takes some, that takes a little bit of work. Um, I think he'll yeah. come in. He'll be a good player this year. He'll win Rookie of the Year, but he's not going to be that superstar yet. Maybe He may be an all-star in two years, but right now, unless, again, I could be wrong. This is just my opinion. Um, but I think the Pelicans – I don't think they're making the playoffs this year, but man, oh man, are they going to be fun to watch with all that yeah. young talent as they grow? I'm going to say that they're looking maybe at maybe ten, and they might they might jump up a spot or two. But I'm I think eleven. With, I think they finish the, eleven yeah, this with, year. With all the changes they've got and all the new guys they're going to have coming in, it's going to take a year or two for all that to kind of get together to where they really Absolutely. find yeah, their, and- their their stride over there. What what a lot of people uh, didn't really think, didn't really uh, I guess project is that New Orleans would have Drew Holiday and hopefully God Lonzo Ball can play more than forty three games because you know it, it seems like every time there's a lower body injury or something he has an ankle sprain or he had that knee issue his first year but they would have one of the best two backcourts defensively in the NBA uh, very athletic very smart. Um, not necessarily good good offensively. I mean, Drew's shot comes and goes. Lonzo doesn't have a shot. <laughs> so so it would definitely uh, be impressive to, to see them really come back uh, in, into the top tier defensively, especially if Zion is an athletic freak that's going to be able to switch, um, you know, throughout multiple positions. I'm still skeptical that he's going to be, you know, this incredible, you know, LeBron James type guy. I, I think that people <laughs> may be a little bit too no. over, uh, yeah, that people are a little bit too overrating him just a quite tad bit. Finally, someone who agrees with me. I'm not so sure that he's going to be as great as everybody has him penciled yeah. in already. He'll be good, yeah, but, so, but you know whether what, he'll you know be what great me the wrong. What always rubbed me the wrong way was whenever – People said, "Oh, this is the best. Um, this is the best free, or this is the best, uh, draft uh, prospect since LeBron or, or since KD." I mean, I'm sorry, but Anthony Davis is better than him. Anthony Davis, you know, to, to expect to, to really just say that Zion is going to be better than Anthony Davis is just crazy to me. You can't really just say that. Um, and to to say he's better than Carl Towns, who Towns is going to be the most efficient big man scorer to ever play the game. That's gonna be that that's gonna be crazy to just to say oh Zion is definitely gonna be better than him. I, I don't think you can say that yet. Um I think Zion Williamson's gonna be friggin' amazing. I'm buying the hype. I'm gonna be that guy. <laughs> you guys can go <laughs> on all you want about it. I think he's gonna be incredible. Um, the only thing to me that slows him down, this is my only thing, and I've said this ever since I first saw him play. I'm worried that this guy is going to hurt his knees with all the weight that he carries. Not that he's fat. He's solid as a rock. 
He's 285 pounds. He's got to drop some of that. He's got to lose some some mass. His body will not be able to handle playing at that weight at the in an NBA game at the NBA level for that long. Um, that to me, that's the only thing that hinders him. Other than that, yeah. he can pass, he can shoot, he's athletic, he can do it all. So that's my biggest worry with him. But I'm buying the hype. So, but I'm looking at the roster of the Pelicans. Um, you know, I almost forgot that they uh, that they brought in Stanley Johnson as well. Uh, I forgot sure. about that. So well, they've, they've got a lot got of a pieces of, down there. They got a bunch of firsts coming in too, right? Down the road. Uh, yeah, they. I believe yeah. so. Uh, so they're and they're they open where they could make some sign and trades or draft, move up in the they draft. They re-signed or... Jalil. I believe they re-signed Jalil Okafor too, who actually didn't play awful for them. You got to remember, he's a former number two overall pick. Yeah, and I think that uh, it's pretty cool that they have control over the Lakers' draft for the next five or seven years. So, the, uh, so the, they're definitely <laughs> in a great spot. Um, I would expect them to be just like Brooklyn when it comes to um, trying to revamp and revitalize something that was going to be a sour situation, and that seems like what Brooklyn has done. And, and, and who knows, Zion might be so good that, that he brings in free agent talent that no reason has really ever chosen um, or chose the um, the Pelicans, you know, top tier ones. So we'll see if he does a full and just so freaking amazing that it's better than R.J. Barrett and, and better than all these other guys in the draft class. One more question, and I'll let you. Uh, I believe we'll let you go, Tim. You got anything else though, before? Yeah, I, ask? I think we're 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 on the what we're hitting the half hour mark here. So yeah, yeah. We're, so we'll, yeah, we're, we'll we're, start. We're good, I think. Don't all right. Well, staying too long. Well, one more that I want to bring up to you. Um, clearly. The Nets, uh, Tim kind of asked about the losers. Clearly the Nets were the, the so-called winners of free agency. I think we could we can say bringing in the pieces they brought in. Um, who's your biggest winner, though, other than them? Um, and I'm going to – for me, it was Utah. But yeah. that's just me. Who would you be say is your biggest winner other than Brooklyn? Well, this makes for boring radio, but I fully agree. <laughs> I think Utah, was, to me, man, was the best uh, suitor for all these types of guys because, you know, like Boyan Bajanovic, I covered that dude in Indy for a couple seasons, and he is exactly what they've needed, Something that someone that's just going to be a lights-out shooter. Joe Ingles is that, but, but he has so many streaks where he is cold or he can't create the shot or – the defense is really just bothering him. Um, now, Joe Ingles is a really great defender, and Bojan's not. But the fact that those two could share the floor together and really space out the floor for Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell has, has really uh, needed somebody, needed a team, I should say, to give him room to uh, not make him feel like all the responsibility is on him. And if you remember that series against um, – against LeBron last season, or a couple of years ago, where they took the Pacers took the Cavs to seven games. It was Bullion dropping 35 in one game, beating the, the Cavs single-handedly. And, and we just saw all throughout this season when Victor Oladipo was out, he really carried the offensive load. 
that's an impressive signing for them. And I don't mind that they kind of overpaid because if you want to have a chance at the finals, um, you, you've got to do everything you can. You've got to possibly – you have to potentially pay the luxury tax <laughs> if you want to uh, really have a chance to win a title. And that's what Jazz have really uh, focused in on doing. And the fact that Favors left, that, that's okay because, I mean, he wasn't going to get the offensive touches. He wasn't going to get everything that he needed there. Um, and he, uh, by all accounts, I, I really think that him and Gobert were not going to work well together in the front court because their best lineups were always with a four spacer, so like a Jay Crowder type of guy. And now they have that in Bullion if they need it. So I, I'm definitely on board with you, man. I, I think Utah is in the class to where you can say this team has a legitimate chance to make the finals if Kawhi doesn't be like if Kawhi isn't a Laker because I just hate to break it to everybody if he is a Laker. There's no point of talking about Western Conference supremacy. Um, I I think that they would win 65 games in Cruz. That's just me. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. So if Kawhi stays in uh, Toronto, I believe we finally, as Tim said earlier, achieved some balance in the NBA, and that's what we're kind of hoping for. Uh, I believe fans are hoping for it. They want to see balance. They want to see competitive. Uh, I don't like knowing who's going to come out of the West and East every year, but, you know. It makes it more fun. Think, think about this for the NBA, too. Like, even if – there's so many scenarios that play out well for the NBA. If he goes to Toronto, if he stays there, obviously you have the most parity you've ever had. If he goes to the, the Lakers, then that – although that is a big three that would dominate this year, this coming year, think about when Kevin Durant and, and gets fully back, if he is 100%, if he's still the same KD that we know him to be, then you would have the two biggest markets in the NBA – the Lakers and New York, or I was I should say Los Angeles and New York, have guys that can definitely get you to the finals, and it would be probably the most uh, anticipated league-wide revenue uh, that you could ever imagine. So I think I think we're in a good place as fans, no matter what happens, and we're in a really good place as um, as a league. So I'm definitely uh, definitely ready for October. Um, some sad news just creeped up here. On Twitter, um, yeah. Boban Manjernovic is uh, on his way to Dallas, bringing it into the Bobby and Toby show. So uh, that's depressing. In case anybody hasn't kept up with that <laughs> online, that's sad. Well, yeah. uh, again, but again, Shay, thank you for jumping on and talking with her a little bit. And uh, would you let our listeners know where they can keep up with you and find you at on all your different writing spots and on Twitter and such. Oh, for sure. You can find me on Twitter. It's really simple, at YoungNBA. And i um, going to be writing quite a bit at Forbes.com, but you can just check out my Twitter page, and, and my author uh, author uh, link will be in there to read all my stories if you want to. Uh, we'll have something out on Kawhi Leonard, no matter what he does today or tomorrow. So please, uh, thanks for having me on, guys. And it's been, it's been, a, it's been a great half hour or so, and uh, I, I love bouncing around the league, and we should definitely do something when it comes to preseason projections and everything when uh, September rolls around. Sounds good to me, man. Yeah, I'll be yeah, in touch. We're, yeah, we're all for that. Oh, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Shane. You too. You too. And that was our interview with Shane Young of Forbes, but ladies and gentlemen, we have what's called an Independence Day, 4th of July, 
Patriot sighting. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us right now, TR Shock himself, Tom Robinson, is back. What up, boys? Welcome back, TR. I should have played your Guess Who's Back music, but I didn't think about it. But welcome back. Yeah, you know, I think it's 924 here. I don't know where that leaves me um, as far as time goes. You know how these been lately, hit and run appearances by me. What have I missed? Uh, first, let me ask, um, following on social media, I noticed two things you wrote. Condolences to Stacey and Jim Cornette, and Bobby Eaton was poetry. Don't tell me nothing happened to Bobby. Oh, no, no, no. Everything's cool with Bobby. I was just watching him wrestle earlier today on TV, and um, I just had to post that. Bobby's Stacey's fine. Dad, uh, yeah, he who? knew that, I think. Stacy Cornette's oh, dad passed away. And our condolences go out to Stacy Cornette, if you hear this. We, we're very sorry for your loss. Uh, we did find out, Tom, that T.J. McConnell is now an Indiana Pacer. Yeah, that's part of the reason I wanted to hurry up with my uh, duties and get something in. Uh, watch, watch that, watch that young man. You got all thirty-five if you want them. Go. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, is it, is it, it's you know, it ties into the max contract, the nearly max contract of Ben can't shoot Simmons. Um, Mark L. Fultz's taller fucking brother. Um, you know, basketball. Uh, what do you call them? Casual and some super smart. People have been saying TJ shouldn't be a Division One guy. TJ shouldn't be in the NBA. The only reason TJ is in the NBA is because, 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 because. But his lifetime plus minus is plus, and that's you know, considering the years that they've been a winner. And the guy is is all hustle. He's small. He hits his what he takes his twenty foot jumpers, his ten foot jumpers. Okay, percentage from three, but most importantly, he knows how to play fundamentally and that's exactly what a team like the Pacers need with uh, uh, just signing Brogdon and I, I think Oladipo is still going to be out for a little bit correct I believe he's going to be out for a little bit Darren Collison uh, did retire uh, yeah he went up and retired uh, but and they do have perfect now spot. McConnell and Brogdon perfect spot for him to be the placeholder for uh, Oladipo let that team be fundamentally sound like they are like they already are. They're a tight knit group. You know, last year's pre pre picks I had them number one. Or yeah. up close to the top at least. Um because of Old Depot's leadership role and taking the team on vacation and so forth. And uh T J fits right in that culture from, from where I'm sitting. And I can't wait till he comes here at the fucking what do you call it now, Wells Fargo Center, I think it is, and just buries this overrated Sixers team. Well, I do know the Sixers, they were able to, you know, we we, talk, we haven't talked a lot about them today, um, but we do, we do want to bring up, they lose Jimmy Butler, he's gone. He's now with uh, Miami and one of the most, bizarre moves of the offseason, but as we said earlier, Butler said he can take this um, Miami team to a championship, he thinks. Um, <laughs> I, I, 
he, he's full of it, but uh, whatever, right? Hey, um, my question, my question to you while you're talking about him, in case we forget, is uh, do you know if he's a single guy? I have no idea, honestly. Jimmy Butler? Yeah. I know he owns um, his own private jet. Well, boy, I'm not he, sure. If he does have a wife, i got a feel for her, the woman. Well, I mean, he's been talking South Beach for a long fucking time. And I know you're not a big fan of his, Nate, personally. I am because my people are weak here in Philadelphia, a la Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz, et cetera. They are pussies mm-hmm. who need somebody in their face. Everybody forgets before the four clanker that beat us at the buzzer, it was Jimmy Butler who tied the game because he was the only one in that mess who had balls. And Jimmy Butler, the the rumor is from – somewhat reliable sources is that he was offered the max and uh, he didn't want it. And, or the other rumor was they didn't want him because he didn't fit in Brett Brown's culture with Ben and Joel. Now, either way that blows, but if the, if the first source was right that he was offered the max and just wanted to get the hell out of here to be the man of Miami, I don't fucking blame him. The 30-year-old dude, they're building super teams. Fuck it. I'll go down there and score 25 a game and fucking fly hookers in from Sweden. What the fuck, man? This is real life. <laughs> just because they're fucking NBA players. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I get you. I'm, I get I'm, you. But, uh, I'm, I'm sure yeah, the focus will be on not, him down there. He's not married from uh, what I can see here, so... All right, well, him and his wife will enjoy a lot of sex and a lot of sunshine, and he will be the top dog down there and not have to fucking sit behind in the in the depth chart for a left-handed goofball who drives to the rim and then turns around and throws it away. Well, you say that. I say he go. he's going down there because he saw a nice young core, and he's like, ooh, I could really mess that up good. Uh, but either way, whatever he wants to do. But – now I'm looking at Ben Simmons. He's the number one point guard. He got the max, got the extension. You know who the number two point guard right now on this team is, technically? Matisse Thibel. Um, That's the number two guard. I mean, you could throw Shake Milton or uh, Zaire Smith in there, but... Yeah, Zaire Smith's only a uh, legit six... He's a legit six four, but he played the fucking four to five at Texas Tech. He's always been a big player. He's never played yeah. point guard. Um, so, yeah, we, we we have no backup plan. Uh, Tobias Harris, as the fourth option last year, looked good in like five games, and then he just disappeared. I hear he's like the nicest guy imaginable um, and a good person to have in your locker room and all that bullshit, but mm-hmm. I don't know. He's got he's to gotta be the one to make the shots because they have nobody literally nobody that can shoot. Uh, Richardson's a decent shot. Um, Mm. Not the greatest, but decent. Um, James Ennis, they re-signed as well. Um, They still have, and they brought in Al Horford, and they still have Joel. Unfortunately, Boban is gone. He is now with the Dallas Mavericks, who are putting together the international flavor All-Stars for next year. But, um, Yeah, so the Bobon Bobon move, uh, I don't know who they're going to have at backup center. Or do they? I'm thinking you know, they might stick with Monroe. 
I'm not sure yet. So we'll see. If if Embiid gets hurt like he seems to do every year, they may be hurting a lot more. I mean, granted, they could move Horford over to the five and let maybe Mike Scott or someone play the four. But I don't know. I think they're baking too much on Simmons and Embiid's health. Uh, Embiid's health and Simmons and Tobias, quite frankly. Um, Horford is an older player, but I'm not going to sit here and say they're not going to make the playoffs. That'd be just stupid. We're going to make. The oh no, playoffs they're definitely in, getting in. Yeah, I mean, we're going to make the playoffs in spite of Ben Simmons, not because of him. Uh, he did hire a shooting coach that's not related to him this year, so that's supposedly a positive step in why the deal, uh, the deal was deal. made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shaq and Markel <laughs> Fultz are his consultants. <laughs> Marco Fultz apparently hired somebody to help him do the YMCA, from what I heard, but uh, he's struggling early. <laughs> yeah, I heard that fucker. I, I didn't hear it. I saw it on a clicker on the bottom. The, the coach, the coach of the Magic, it was going uh, scrolling across. It said, uh, "Coach, who's the coach in the Mavericks?" Uh, what's oh, shoot, Steve Clifford. Clifford said, "Was asked what." When will Markel Fultz play? And it put in big, bold letters like a screaming text, no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's true. I mean, what what other answer do you want to hear? Never? Uh, These these people are crazy, man. I do like the Mike Scott re-signing. He's... He embodies Philly. He's all tatted up. He's he's been in the barber shops and shit. He he embraced Philly, like Philly culture, and you know he's a good tough dude to have on your team. Not an all star by any means, but you know he can hit a three. But it's not like we got there's there's talk of wherever the hell Corver Corver's been moved around about four times in the last ten seconds. But wherever he ends up, he's a Phoenix Sun right now. Well, he and Javon tried to. Yeah, your boy from West Virginia. They're going to try to yeah. buy him out, uh, get a buyout with him, and the two suitors are the Lakers and the Sixers. So we'll have a you know forty-ish. How old scorer? He's got. A, he was on the team when I worked for the Sixers. Oh gosh, I don't know how old he is. And he's getting up there. I know that. Um, hold well, on, I'll check. I worked. I worked the oh six oh seven season. And it's now 2019. So we're talking 13 years he's been in the league minimum. I don't think that was his rookie year by any stretch. 38. 38. Yeah. He'll be 39 Uh, before next season's over. I mean, if that's all they need him for shooting, so be it. Isn't it amazing how some of these guys like Corver, like Reddick, who they've, I mean, Corver and Reddick were always shooters, but they just, always seem to be at the right place at the right time and can do and can still shoot all these years later. They never really have to do anything else. They just shoot. Yeah, it's the bullseye. J.J. Uh, Reddick came out. I, I respect him because he came out when, when asked and said, what are you looking for in free agency? And he, his, he had a one-word answer, and it was money. That was the best deal he could get in New Orleans uh, financially, and that's all he gives a fuck about. So good for him. Um and he gets to play. I was thinking today because my mind is fucking retarded, uh, and I just drive and drive and you know I do what I do. Uh, the future king of the NBA, the number one overall pick, the 280 pounds of fucking twisted steel and chocolate appeal, Mr. Williamson down there in New Orleans <laughs> is uh, 
is getting <laughs> getting overshadowed by all these free agents and whatnot. And you know, in the case of Kawhi Leonard, you know, he should. But uh, I thought, what's Zion spelled backwards? Because there was a sign that said Zion Road or something. And then it was it occurred to me that it's noise spelled with a Z. So yeah. I say I shouldn't say I shouldn't say this in public, but he's going to make some fucking noise. So the three of us and another business venture should go right now to the Library of Congress online, get noise.com. The dude is going to be like Bryant. Say again? Trademark that shit and sit on that website. Yeah, do stories, everything Zion. Interview his fucking high school teammates, his AAU fucking teammates, him hopefully not on wood, uh, his mama, R.J. Barrett, him himself, you know, whatever. But noise.com, everything and everything is Ion because he's the future. And you got to be a forward thinker like one Paul Heyman was with ECW. So how's noise.com sound? Sadly, boys, noise.com is a thing. Somebody already has it. Spelled N-O-I-Z? Yes. Oh, my God. It's not not our idea, is it? I'm guessing that in the no. rapping world, that probably actually came up actually, pretty Actually, I don't know if somebody owns this or not. This is you. You type it, and it's it's kind of a thing. But hold on, Tim, Papa answer the phone. Paparazzi calling. <laughs> right, we I could definitely get a hold of noise. We could definitely. I don't know if anybody's trademarked the noise, but I might be able to get noise dot org. That would work. Jimmy Butler, what? Yeah, man. <laughs> not here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but um, let me ask you this, Tr. Since you know we, we get you on here from time to time, we love talking to you. Um, what about Utah? What about the Jazz? Because they've made some moves, man. This Jazz team is—I don't know—have you followed them too close? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've heard every everything up until about five hours ago, where I really got busy and couldn't really pay attention. So I don't know if anything that just broke. Is a lot out, of people, but. man, a lot of people are calling them instant contenders in the West. Um, it says that they've added Mike. They added Mike Conley. They signed Bojan Bogdanovic from the Pacers. They unloaded. They unloaded Derek Favors, but they were able to get Bogdanovich. They signed Ed Davis. Um, I'm trying to see what they else. They somebody done. else too. Somebody else pretty good. Yeah. I can't remember and offhand. They but... got they got rid of, they got rid of your uh, one of your favorite players that I was uh, predicting might Allen. do something. Grayson Allen. Yeah, they got his. He was too white for Utah, believe it or not. Yeah, they still they signed Emmanuel Moutier. Uh, That's he could be a, a good a good backup. They still have Joe Ingles, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Go ahead. The great Larry Brown once said of Moutier that he has what it takes to be one of the greatest players of all time. Now, that hasn't panned out quite yet, but maybe maybe in Utah he'll find himself. I mean, and they signed, uh, like him. They signed Jeff Green uh, as well. Jeff Green they signed. Still have Gobert. Yeah. Them damn Greens, uh, though. You, you, the only one you want is Danny. You don't want fucking uh, – <laughs> Seth Green, Jeff Green, fucking, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Green Valley Motor in a park. You don't want no green. Tom, Tom Green. Tom Valley Green, Motor. thank you. That's the one I stumbled on. Oh, uh, God, the dude from uh, Freddie Got Fingered? 
Yeah, he was great. He was great on Celebrity Big Brother, uh, Big um, Brother last year, which is my uh, he, guilty he, pleasure. He had his way with Drew Barrymore when she was pretty hot. Was even married to her for a brief spell, I believe. So, with Tom Green and real quick, Nate and Tim, since you haven't been, uh, you know, uh, talking to me like you used to. Real trick, uh, quick trivia: Tom Green and Tom Robinson, who you were mm-hmm. speaking of, share something in common. What is that? Other than your first names? Other than our first names. Hmm. I don't know. Tim? I got I got nothing. Well, sadly, Tom and I have nothing either because we both have one working testicle. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> now, this is inside NBA basketball breaking news. Oh, Absolutely. Today in international <laughs> Tom Green and Tom Robinson got together and made one good sack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But uh, yeah. What, what else have you, what else have you paid attention to, Tr? NBA wise, what are some other breaking stories or or just anything? Because free agency is always a big time to talk. What else have you kept your eye on and seen? Well, my my biggest my biggest thing I already talked about a little bit, and that's that goddamn Rich Paul, uh, LeBron's childhood friend, who's Ben Simmons' agent, got him got the Sixers to do this deal. Uh, I was listening to uh, Freddie Coleman. Does that sound familiar? ESPN yeah. radio. Yeah, yeah. Col- Coleman. Uh, Coleman and Fitz and Fitz or something. I don't know. Is that yeah, Jonathan? Coleman. I don't know. I, I mix everybody up, but. Now, you're thinking Dickerson and Hood. It's Coleman. Uh, Coleman and Fitz, yeah. And lo and behold, a surprise caller to me entered the fray, and that was our own, wide man can't jump zone, Keith Pompey talking about the Sixers. And they said, I could tell in Keith's voice he was telling the line a little bit because he's a little more loose with us when he is on, you know, national broadcast or whatever, but – Coleman said that's a no-brainer because, you know, he's 22 years old and he was a rookie of the year and an all-star. First of all, he wasn't fucking rookie of the year. Donovan Mitchell was, but before that, he was in the NBA healthy but didn't want to play because there were certain incentive bonuses in his contract, such as rookie of the year, all-star, et cetera. That's what the people don't want you to know, but that's the reason he sat out half the first fucking year when he was fine, and he didn't work on his shooting, obviously. Uh the next year, Donovan Mitchell was a better player. And I don't know how the fuck he got on the all-star team last year, but he did. And, you know, on paper, that could be a max guy if he's 6'10 and he can handle the ball and all this bullshit. Just watch three straight Sixers games with me. I'll point out everything he does wrong from a fucking uh, fundamental level. He's not a transgender talent or whatever fuck they call him. He's a fucking overpaid uh <laughs> guy that's going to get us to the second round, maybe. If him and Brett Brown are still... If he has the ball and Brett Brown's still the one creating plays with him having the ball, second round again, Max. They ain't doing dick. Giannis ain't going nowhere. Uh, If Kawhi leaves, Indiana will step up. I think Boston's going to be fantastic now they got rid of that weirdo Kyrie. Hopefully he'll film Uncle Drew Drew 5 up in uh, Brooklyn while Skinny-ass Kevin Durant, respectfully, because he is the best player in basketball, but skinny-ass Kevin Durant trying to hobble around on one leg for fucking 
12 months. He ain't coming back to be Kevin Durant. I'm sorry. He's coming back to be maybe, you know, an all-star, but he ain't going to be the most dominant player in the, in the league like he had to. So, I don't feel like the Knicks really – I feel like their their owner, Dolan's kind of a dope for, you know, publicly saying that they're going after Big Fish and got really nothing. Although I do like Julius Randle, as you know. Um, and I like their team of pretty good players. But um, I don't think Brooklyn did anything but fuck up their playoff team, to be honest. Kevin can't play. Kyrie's going to lead a team. Um they got rid of Russell. Uh, Russell's a bit weird, so I, I don't want to put my eggs in D'Angelo Russell's basket. But Nets ain't shit. I think the the Knicks in five years will be like saying, "Wow, I'm glad we didn't do that." So, well, the Nets also be reported. I'm sorry. Uh, the Nets also reportedly landed uh, Wilson Chandler as well. That's a nice veteran piece from the Sixers. By way of Denver, and then when he ended up in the Clippers, that's a true journeyman. But he's a solid, you know, guy to put in yeah. your three or four spot, and will get you valuable minutes. But yeah, um, and there's yeah, been. Uh, let, I wanted to bring this up before you left. I wanted to bring this up. Um, what did you think of Willie Cauley Stein? He signed with the Lakers. Uh. I mean, he is what he is. He, I think we all thought he would be a better. Maybe, uh, maybe it's just me. I thought he'd be better in the pros. Uh, what he signed for a minimum? Uh, it wasn't a lot. I know that much. Um, he, he looks like he needs a bath. I'm sorry. I keep. I look at the guy and I'm like, this dude just needs to take a shower. And, and I know that sounds wrong, but you know what? No, it don't. The truth hurts. Truth hurts, but the dude looks like he needs a bath. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not 100% on the contract he got. I know it wasn't much um, because, you know, he played all those years in Sacramento and then he wanted out, uh, which I'm sure they weren't too angry about because, you know, they've got Bagley and guys like that. Um, I'm looking here to see what his uh, – trying to see if I can find how much he is getting paid. Um but it, it, I know it wasn't a lot because they've got they gave Clay a max. They're paying Steph the super max. They give Clay the max, and then uh, they bring in Russell for the max. So they can't have too much. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, for my money, uh, the best thing going outside of the Splash Brothers, if you want a shooter of the future, is Buddy Heald. And it took him, you know, a little while to get it going, like he had at Oklahoma. But damn, being a great NBA shooter and scorer, and I see that continuing uh, next to D'Angelo or D'Angelo De'Aaron Fox um, Sacramento is a player I mean I they think we're in the middle strange of off season moves they have made some strange off season moves yeah uh, but as long as they kept that core that was doing good last year they, 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 well who'd they lose Collie Stein and uh, I believe that's it that I know of. I, lo- I know they lost Collie Stein, but they signed Dwayne Deadman to a pretty sizable deal. Um, like they gave him a Corey pretty Blatty. solid deal. Corey Joseph. Well, he must see something. Yeah, yeah, they did lose Corey Joseph. Yeah, he's on the Pacers now. Mm. 
but yeah. He signed a three-year deal with the Kings. Oh, yes, he did. You're right. You're right. I, I apologize. Yeah, I did bring still, in Corey Joseph. He's still Okay, my, my apologies. Wait a minute. For three years they signed him? $37 million. Yeah. Yep. You go, you go, Corey, man. I thought he'd be in a big three by now. <laughs> Collie Stein, apparently his offer was just above the um, just above minimum. Meanwhile, uh, Ennis Cantor, uh, Ennis Cantor ended up in Boston. Apparently, he's a two-year, ten million dollars to Boston. Uh, Rashawn Holmes signed yeah. a two-year deal with Sacramento for ten ten million. Wesley Matthews is now on a veteran minimum with the Milwaukee Bucks, and Frank Kaminsky nice is, is with the Frank Kaminsky is with the the Phoenix Suns, two years, ten million. Um, and of course, Kevon Looney resigned. Uh, the Wizards signed Isaiah Thomas. Boy, the Wizards a train wreck. Uh, they are. Dorian Finney-Smith resigned with the Mavs for twelve million. Uh, the Timberwolves, my boys. Get a former champion in Jordan Bell for one point six million for one year. Uh, I think that's pretty much anyone. Oh, Ryan Archer Diacono uh, re-signed with the Bulls three years, nine million. Glenn Robinson the third signed with the Warriors. Uh, Jared Dudley. Go ahead. What is it? Ryan Diacono. Well, you can say his fucking Italian long ass name, but Ryan D. Yeah, him too. Um, he's Villanova champ. I'm glad to see that youngster uh, got hooked up with a couple mil. Good player in the yeah. mold of a TJ McConnell type over overachiever. Um, yeah. uh, Markeith Morris uh, is with the Pistons. Okay, Markeith Morris. Uh, there was there was talk of his twin brother going here. Uh, I guess that's dead now. Um, Haven't heard on him yet. Uh, without without saying where they went, rattle off those names you just rattled if you can, or, or is it already gone? Uh, Jeff Green. Let me see here. We talked about him. Markeith Morris, Glenn Robinson the third, Ryan Archidiacono, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, Jordan Bell, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Frank Kaminsky, Wesley Matthews. Rashawn Holmes, Ennis Cantor. Hmm. I guess it was Ennis Cantor that that spurred a thought about the Boston Celtics. They got rid of the stinky, funky, one-shot wonder uh, Kyrie Irving. I know I'm underselling. He's a great player, but um, that was his apex of his career, in my opinion, when he hit the game-winning shot against Golden State. Uh, They got rid of that funk. And now they can let Tatum and a second year back Hayward and and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and uh, Kemba Walker, Kent, Kantner, uh, yeah, right, uh, and Kemba. That's like Kantner showed when he went to Portland that he has game when he wants to, and in that scenario he, he'll be a good thug for them. Uh, are you allowed to call whatever the fuck he is a Turkish dude thug? I don't know what that you know what you're allowed to do anymore, <laughs> but I mean that'll beat you up down low. And also he might be a shoe bomber. I'm not sure. Add some good taste to this program. Um, but 
and it's him, but you know he's a good player. All kidding aside, um, and Kemba Walker, in my opinion, has been you know waiting for this shot. And nobody's counting the Celtics in as far as the Philadelphia market. They're talking about we're the favorites in the East, and uh, they're so unknowledgeable about the sport of basketball. And they must just watch Sports Center because this team is not the favorite in anything, man. They're a playoff team, yeah, but. All Giannis lost was Brogdon. You know what I mean? And he's just going to get better. Middleton's going to get better. Um, yeah, and they re-signed Middleton and Bledsoe, and George, and they brought in George Hill as well. Right, right. And uh, they ain't going nowhere. Um, I, I would say to Knicks fans, if you want some hope, Giannis' contract will be up in, I think, two years. I think he'll be the, the cream of the crop in uh, two seasons. So, you know, develop what you got win 30 games, give Coach Fizz a raise and bring in Giannis and everything will be okay. But I get off topic. Uh, um, Kemba in Boston, I think, will be the way they embrace that Isaiah Thomas before the screw job, Max fucked up hip and all that shit. I mean, say what you want about Isaiah. He played a fucking game after his sister died, for Christ's sake. Um, yeah. That was dedication. And they just fucking kicked him to the curb and now he's he's probably signing for two million when he was like a tid hair close to to signing for a hundred million. You know what I mean? So yeah. he's got a roof for a guy like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think in Boston they're going to be similar. Jason Tatum will step up. Um, I'm not as high on Jalen Brown as others, but I think he's a starter and a contributor. Um, and it's it's blasphemy for me, a Philadelphian and a Sixer fan, to say that about the Celtics. I mean, there are arch rival but I mean I, I want to like Elton Brand's moves I mean I, I'm sure I'll like Josh, Josh Richardson I'm, I've always liked Al Horford in the playoffs but until you show me Ben Simmons shooting a shot I can't get on board now well I will tell you this uh, there has been some breaking news uh, and I'm not even going to play the music because this is definitely not uh, worthy of the But the Sixers, ladies and gentlemen, the Philadelphia 76ers have signed Raul Nito. So, yeah. <laughs> Big Who news the there. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> we don't know the great Raul, the great Raul Nito. <laughs> I remember a wrestler Raul Mata. I remember he was a Brazilian national basketball team member and former member of the Utah Jazz. He was number 25 on the Jazz, in case you ever watch one of their games. But he is now a Philadelphia 76er. Raul Nito. I uh, I used to watch a softcore porn called Eating Raul on uh, the old Prism Network in Philadelphia. God. I think that that was my first masturbation experience. It was either that or a uh, what, what was that girl's name? Phoebe, not Phoebe. Pia Zadora. I, yeah. I beat off to either her her softcore shit or, or that. I don't know Raul God. Nico. All I know is Eating Raul and Raul he's Mata. Known, he's better known as Raulzinho in Brazil. <laughs> And I'm not and I'm not making that up. That's actually a fact. Uh, sounded funny. It sounded like it was a joke, but um 
yeah. I mean, we've we've had the Furcon Cork Mazas of the world who dropped 40 in the summer league last year. I mean, I can't yeah. take any of these people serious until I see them do something. Um, Landry Shemets up there in, in L.A. probably crossing his fingers for yeah. Kawhi. Well, well I mean, still is yet to announce. But he, he did fly back to Toronto, so we'll see. See what happens there. Nobody knows. I mean, if, um, if, if, if he goes to the Lakers, which is, you know, rumored, I, I'm not gonna, I, I don't even care because I, don't, I, I think LeBron, the writing's on the wall shown last year, his first real significant injury, and he's only a year older. Um, Anthony Davis, I, I've been on record as saying, will never win anything if he leads the team. And Kawhi is kind of an unstoppable monster. I don't think he's human, but maybe in that mix with load management and the weirdness of the Lakers organization, I, they might implode. He only played something like 60, 60 maybe regular season games due to load management this year. So they could have him, you know, mm-hmm. basically take over the playoffs. Um, if he sits out, LeBron gets old. Anthony Davis is left as your star. It'll be the same as New Orleans. He's not a winner. He don't want the shot and fucking. He wants to get twenty-seven and twenty for his fantasy team. But on a, Anthony on a, Davis is not one of my favorites. On a semi-unrelated note, Tom, is there any truth to the fact that uh, your cat, baby? Has reached, an <laughs> as, hey, yeah, has reached an agreement with the uh, Philadelphia 76ers to build a training complex in Upper Clifton Heights? Is there... They're considering uh, babies savvy enough to live in a two-bedroom home in Clifton Heights, uh, rent-free, uh, alone, mind you. And this is not even a bullshit Tom Weird story. Well, it's a Tom Weird story, but it's true. My cat lives in a two-bedroom home by himself, and we take turns making sure he's okay, and we feed him daily. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if, if he, you know, put his paw in the hat, so to speak, and started uh, negotiating NBA contracts, and it wouldn't be surprising if there was a practice facility. Any, any truth to the rumor that he is, in fact, one of the backers of AEW wrestling? Well... I, I know he at one point got stuck in some barbed wire, um, so he, he may he may be financially invested in AEW. Um, I know he's looking for like I was just talking about trademarking uh, noise. He's looking to Justin Bieber to get a piece of uh, that baby 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 single that was oh, clearly gee, written oh, about God him. damn it! God damn it! And that's a lot of money coming his way. You know, if, that, if that cat ever can get a, a, a judgment for the word baby, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he was the original baby. He's 170 years old. <laughs> God. Uh, Seriously, I mean, this, this, this is not about basketball, but I have pictures of that fucking cat with my daughter when my daughter was like four. My daughter's 22, <laughs> and he wasn't a kitten then. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's like Hugh Hafner. But go ahead. He's like, he's like, that, he's like that fucking uh, mouse, Mr. Jingles from the Green Mile. Remember that? Yeah. The river, yeah. The river is polluted up there in Philadelphia. 
the cat's been eating mice and rats that drink out of that thing. He's probably steroided up and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what the hell's going on over there these days, except uh, I'm in and out of there like, uh, I don't know, like I put my hand in fire. As soon as I see him go towards the food, I'm like, see ya. But anyway, <laughs> enough, pers- enough personal stuff. What, what were you on to, Nate? Oh, no, I'm just sitting back enjoying. This is fun. Uh, Nikola Mirchit, did you hear what he's doing? He's heading overseas to play now. Yeah, people people have been making a big deal. Oh, he gave up. He would have made something. Man. What the fuck? He wants to go home. He, he came over here and got punched in the face by Bobby Portis. What the fuck, man? <laughs> if I was, he's going home a wounded warrior, my friend. He's going home, make 70 euro, whatever the fuck, or I don't know, whatever currency. That's probably like, I don't know, 35 bucks a year or something here. What? What country is he from? I'm not sure, but he's across, he's out of here, out of America. The American dream ain't always cracked up to be our uh, global listeners. You don't want to come here. Fucking blows. (laughs) Despite rumors, you do have to work. Despite rumors, hey. to the contrary. Hey, you get punched in the face at practice and shit. Fuck that. I'd go with him. Well, <laughs> everybody, everybody mistakes your first name, think you're going to sing a Russian national anthem because of Volkov. Volkov. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Robin is signing. Uh, yeah, Robin is signing with the Milwaukee Bucks, so they will have both Robin and Brooke Lopez. Nate, next thing. Uh, Tom's Robin is signing with the Milwaukee Bucks. What? Oh, gee. Let's hope not. Nice. <laughs> well, I don't know, Tom. There's a pretty good check attached to that. Yeah, I don't think they're looking for a five-three point guard from the uh, not even WNBA. Yeah, but she but... can shoot the three. She can shoot the three. Well, it depends what you're speaking about, but I'm not, um, I'm yeah. you. let's just say they both have a good handle. No, Robin Lopez doesn't. God. <laughs> God, I've missed you so much. You have no idea. <laughs> I've missed me too. Uh, but so has, so has my day job. So I, I, I shall continue the trek uh, back. I was glad talking to you guys. If there's any one thing I missed, let me know now because I got to get off. Uh, I believe I believe that we've covered the the most of it. Do you need a, a free T-shirt, Tom? Uh, I have one. Uh, the 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 missus might like one. You can you can okay. also get you can get a uh, Stephen P. New free T-shirt. You just go to the Twitter. And tell him you want one, and he'll send you one. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah. So you might want to look uh, into that. Yeah, we could. We probably. We must have a a, a lady's size left in it. Oh yeah, got a few. Oh yeah, yeah. We can. We can. Uh, we can send one up to parts unknown there for the missus. Absolutely, cool. absolutely. We can make something happen. But uh, we're glad you jumped back on, man. We missed you, and we hope uh, we hope we hear from you again soon. And uh, 
And Tom, you, you know, Tom's a big wrestling fan, as are many of you out there. And uh, we recommend that you check out our Patreon page and check out the interview that Tim and I did with Jack Doan recently. Uh, it, it was good shit, if I must say so. Patreon.com slash white can't jump. So Yeah, get on but that and throw some fucking dollars. Stunning revelation about two, uh, one lady wrestler and another lady in the WWE hierarchy. So do the math. Yeah. Definitely. Wow. It's only two bucks only two bucks a month, and I'll go ahead and tell you, our next interview will be up within the next couple of weeks. Uh, for our Patreons, you will have a, a talk of Tim, myself, and former WWE creative member Jimmy Jacobs. Oh, exactly. who, who I poked yes. a smidgen bit, and he got a little excited with me. God damn! You There's did what, fireworks Tim? going off. Over I, here. I, I'm sorry. I poked, I poked him a tiny little bit about old time wrestling, and he got a little bit excited. Not, not real work, but he was getting there. If I'd have poked him one more time, I could have, I could have sent him over the edge. I think. Nice. I was, uh, I was backstage at Impact, and I, I saw him wandering around. Never met him. Uh, that'll be a story for the next time I call. Absolutely. Sweet. We can't wait to have you back, Tr. We. Love talking free agency with you, and uh, who knows? We'll get you back some more, and uh, we'll talk some more. It was good talking to you again. Been too long. Miss you, buddy. You got it. All right, miss you guys too. Right. We'll be we'll be doing this more later in the summer. Sweet. Can't wait. Later, man. All righty. Say hi to baby. And that was TR, ladies and gentlemen. But what another I had no clue he was even gonna try and call Steve. Well, that came out of not nowhere. Un- not unlike Tom Robinson, you just never know. You don't. But Tim, I, we have I dived deep into we have dived deep into free agency and right now my neighbors are setting off fireworks like a motherfucker. I'm either gonna go outside and watch them or I'm gonna go outside and tell them to friggin' quit so I can lay down. One of the two. Because i got to work in the morning. But what a fun episode it's been. We want to thank you guys for listening to Wide Men Can't Jump. And I, I had a blast, Tim. I hope you did as well. Uh, I, I, I did, Nate. And you tell that uh, Vince that... Uh... <laughs> Your Stu Hart impersonation needs work. But that's okay. <laughs> My little PR one doesn't, though, so don't make me bust no, out. No, absolutely not. There's Diana looking like some kind of whore. <laughs> you know, it's so ridiculous. That that's how old. Oh God, years. it's old. Oh yeah, it's old. Yeah, and uh, every time I hear it, I still laugh. Yeah, oh, I, I still it. laugh too. I it's laugh every time, funny. but but, but man, it's been note. a great show. Been a great show. We want to thank everybody for listening in, and I promise I'm I'm trying to get to the bottom of what's going on with iTunes. We still haven't got that issue resolved yet. Uh, I've been in contact with some people working on it. Uh, apparently, it was a bigger issue than what I had suspected, so I'm hoping we get it resolved soon. Again, I do apologize uh, once again for iTunes being uh, acting up a little bit, but uh, we're still on Google Play, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, um, TuneIn Radio, and anywhere else you find podcasts. We're there. We're on WideMenCan'tJump.com if you want to listen to us there. Go check out our interview with Jack Doan. It's on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash widemancanjump. I want to thank thank everybody who has signed up for the Patreon page. 
thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, the law offices of Stephen P. New, Cambay.com. We do want to thank them. And we want to thank Stay Classy Meats as well. Thank you, Stay Classy Meats. I'm using some of their meat tomorrow for the 4th of July. It's a couple of steaks. I'm uh, letting them thaw right now, so I can't wait for that. Remember, Stay Classy Meats. Use promo code WIDEMEN and save 10% on your order at stayclassymeats.com. Go show them some love and tell them Nate and Tim sent you. Tim, anything else you want to add before we call it an evening? Uh, I'd just like to say to all of my friends in the great country of America, have a good Woo. day tomorrow. Be safe tomorrow. Don't want to hear about anybody getting hurt or harmed or anything like that. Have a good time. And uh, we'll catch you on the other side. Yeah, and I will say, um, Jason Pierre Paul, I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Stay away from the fireworks, my friend. We don't need you yeah. losing any more fingers. It's hard to it's hard to do the social media if you've got no fingers. Well, he's already lost a few because of fireworks. We don't need and him to lose any more stuff. More difficult. Oh, and and, and one and I guess one more quick shout out to my brother. To my buddy, KSK, you're my, you're my American hero. That's all i got to say. <laughs> well, thanks again, everybody, for listening in. And uh, we'll see you next time on Wide Men Can't Jump. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Again, patreon.com slash wide men can't jump. As low as two bucks a month and wide men can't jump.com. It'll be more than one episode. Don't don't look at it and go, hell, gee, one episode, two bucks. I don't know if I want to pay for that. Oh, we yeah, we'll rolling. have the next episode up soon. There'll be lots. We just don't want to say, you know, in case recording goes awry or something. But uh, we got some yep. goodies coming already. So, uh, absolutely. All right. Well, Tim. Oh, Jesus. Tim? I, went all in, I went all in Canadian there yeah. for a minute. Apparently. Tim, send us home. Peace. Are you sick of the boring, same old campsites with the same old girls and the same boring content? Well, now's your chance to jump over to a brand new website called cambay.com. C-A-M-B-A-E.com. When you're on Cambay, whatever you want and whatever you desire is right at your fingertips. Be sure to join right now and use promo code WIDEMEN to get 20 free credits on cambay.com. Use those credits to go towards whatever your fantasy is and make sure that you know cambay.com wants to make you as happy as you can be. Be sure to join right now. Again, it's cambay.com, C-A-M-B-A-E.com. And unlike college, it's not going to take you guys 20 free credits to finish. So join cambay.com right now. Use promo code WIDEMAN and get your free credits. Thanks for listening to the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com and at widemencantjump.com. Be sure to check out our blogs over at widemencantjump.com and also be sure to check out all the other shows that we put out. You can find us on iTunes, Podcast Static, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Also, at WideBeanCanJump.com. Visit our store and buy some new t-shirts that are available now in all sizes. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New, 
at newlawoffice.com and by cambay.com. Be sure to visit cambay.com and use promo code WIDEBEN to get 20 free credits on your purchase. Thanks for listening again, and we'll see you next time for the next episode on the Wide Men Radio Network.